Good evening, everybody. We are here today, 8th of October. Yes, morning we had the pastor's conference. We thank you for everyone who was upholding us in prayer. Mm. Now we have come to the Q&A, session 138. We have lots of questions from around the world and from within India, too. We thank you for everyone who sent in the questions. I hope you are tuned in. And we are trusting God for the answers. Lord, help us to be true to your word and to your spirit. Father, this evening, once again, we just thank you, Lord. You are faithful, faithful God. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We continue to pray for all your servants who came in the morning. They've gone home. They're at home, many of them preparing for tomorrow. But I pray your hand would be upon them, all the pastors, every one of them, Lord, everywhere. Be with them, Lord. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, I pray you give us wisdom, discernment, to answer these questions, O Lord, because we will not be flippant. This is your people, and they've asked of us questions, expecting you to speak through us, O Lord. So give us the wisdom, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So the pastor will start with a question which came in a uh, couple of weeks back. Okay. Uh, it says uh, there is a YouTube video mm. regarding the church emphasizing and idolizing President Trump as savior. Mm-hmm. He stated instead of the church praying for repentance and that to- and that God should turn our hearts to Him, mm. the church is praying a judgmental prayer over the president of over the present president. Mm. What's your view on encouraging the church on how to pray and for us to ensure we do not go overboard when praying? Amen. I mean, that's a good question. Okay. um, First, let me explain to you something. There are principles and there are patterns. So when the Bible is talking about a principle about prayer, you need to realize the patterns are not fixed. The patterns change according to our times. So when the Bible talks about praying for leaders, it uses the word kings. Okay? Because in the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, when it is written, what you have is kings. Mm. And kings are forever, till they die. And to rebel against the king is called regicide, to be executed. We don't live under monarchy. We live under the will of the people who elect their representatives. So they serve us, we don't serve them. The king does not serve his subjects. The subjects serve the king. Mm. So there's a paradigm shift in the way we read that scripture. That's what people fundamentally, because the problem is they take something that was written, which is a principle, and bring that pattern into the 21st century as we are subjects to President Biden or Prime Minister Modi. We are not. We elect them. And their responsibility is to serve our purposes. That is how it works. That principle works today. Second, we do not judge a person. We judge their policies. We judge their policies, okay? So because their policies affect us. Their policies affect us. In a kingdom, it is the will of the king. In a democracy, it is the will of the people. It's the will of the people. So we have, if you look at the U.S. system over here, you have a party which 50, 60 years ago was so mainline. And so many of the ideals in which we people believed in, they have gone so far to the left. They are more radical in so many ways, even than the Chinese Communist Party. 
Mm. We need to understand. The Chinese Communist Party does, I mean, when it comes to, Chinese Communist Party is now encouraging the people to have children. And they are going to the extreme where they're talking about killing the children even after birth. Okay? I mean, you look at each of their policies from abortion to euthanasia to now uh, uh, marijuana being made legal to the gender dysphoria that is coming into with the children, that the children are being, uh, being without the permission of the parents to go through that process of, I mean, it is kind of non-reversible. If you get a six-year-old or seven-year-old boy child to become a girl or a girl to become a boy, I mean, what they are doing as a government, what they are doing is absolutely criminal, even in, even in the eyes of people. Forget God. Evil in the eyes of God and criminal in the eyes of the in the eyes of the people. And the question is, when you have a situation like this, how does the church pray? The church prays for their removal because they were elected by the people. Okay, and that is why in a democracy like even India or US, you have methods of removing. Okay, you don't have the majority, but if the sixty-seven senators come together, Biden would be out. He can be impeached and removed from office. Vice president can be removed and removed from office. That things are there in the Congress and the Senate. So we are not living under monarchy. We have to look at the policy. Okay, we have to look at the policy. Look at what's happening in Ukraine. Ukraine was created by U.S. It was created by U.S. Biden invited Putin to invade. They have their own agenda going on. Now it's getting very scary because Zelensky is already starting to say, uh, this guy may use a nuclear attack. Inside the Russian people are being prepared. There could be a nuclear attack. NBC reports that U.S. Uh, their services have ordered N-plate, which is for $219 million. N-plate is used for treating radiation sickness. So what are they preparing for? What kind of governments are this? They have their bomb shelters. They have their nuclear shelters. What happens to the common people? Where do they go? Because if that becomes a nuclear conflict, you know what's going to happen? There is plenty. Okay, we should move to green. But you cannot transit from overnight. These things have to be done gradually without affecting the people. America has more oil than Saudi Arabia and Iran and Iraq and all put together. Instead, they're shutting it all off, want to give China the solar panels, and the people don't have money to buy the gas. So what kind of a government is this? On the other hand, if and in two years, exactly two years, in two years, when Trump exited office to now, they have radically destroyed the nation, two years, because of policies. And everything that actually Trump said is true. Whatever he said, he said, if this guy wins, this is what they will do. When he spoke in this thing, and the Germans laughed, right? When he talked about Nord 1-1, and they laughed, right? Is any, any German laughing? Did you see the pictures? Germans are cutting wood to prepare for winter. You know, how many years backwards has Germany gone? The most advanced nation in Europe, the people are stockpiling wood for winter because they won't be gas. Russia has shut it down. They won't be gas. No, we don't know what it is. You need to realize that in every year in Europe, more people die of the cold than heat. And this year, nobody knows how many tens and thousands are going to die because they don't have enough gas to heat their homes. Who created all this crisis? Now, if this was there, Putin was there, Ben Trump also was there. Did he do anything? 
Okay. This fellow has been shooting over a few million Japanese were asked to take shelters. Kim Jong Sa was shooting the missile over just it. Did he try anything? Taiwan, 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 Hong Kong took over. Nobody spoke a word, right? And uh, Taiwan is petrified. When Trump was there, did anybody? So there is an agenda behind this. Okay, there is an agenda behind it. That's why we pray for him to come back. That's why we pray for him to come back. That's why there's no point praying for Biden. Other than he's not even in control. Everybody knows he doesn't know what he's speaking. He is practically going senile. Okay, so we are not living in. This is the issue with people. People when they take the book of Romans or Timothy and they're talking about praying. The word that is used over there is kings. We are not living in that time. We are living in a different time where people have the power and the authority to remove authorities. In kingdom, you did not, people did not have the authority to do that. Okay, we are not subjects. We are citizens. And we elect them. They don't rule over us. They have been given power by, that's what Lincoln said, by the people. For the people and of the people. That's what a democracy is. So when you are looking at, we are not looking at Trump as a savior. But when you look at a political crisis, like if you look at India in the political crisis we have, okay, we have a, we have a crisis. We have a crisis. Okay. It's, it's just whitewashed what the situation. Situation in India is very bad. Very bad. Okay. There are no jobs. Things are crashing. But the problem is here also media is muzzled. Nobody can speak. So when people talk about Kejriwal, because his policy seems to be good. Okay, policy seems to be good. So when you talk about Kejriwal or this CM or that CM, and we wish and pray that they come into power in more places, because there's no point praying for the others. They are very clear about their agenda. This is what we want. And it does not matter what it costs the nation. This is a problem with the ideology. In, in ideology, you're not looking at the people. You're not looking at the people. You have an ideology. And the ideology is over and above the welfare of the people. Mm. And for the ideology to come through, it does not matter how many people perish. Mm. That's how communism is. Communism is an ideology. In that ideology, it is not based upon the welfare of everybody. The state is responsible for everybody. In communism, it is not. So communism has killed more people than any other war. Okay, And the Democrats over there are communists. communists. They are very radical communists. They are, I mean, they are, they are what you call, if you look at their, the words they use, the policies they, from the unborn child to the older person, nobody is safe in their spectrum. Nobody is spectrum. Nobody is safe. You oppose them, they will cancel you. They will bankrupt you. You do not know the India and the American system. And the most difficult thing in America is to fight a case. You will go bankrupt to fight a case in America. And that's what they do. They will file frivolous suit after suit after suit after you if you oppose them. So the rest of your life you will be fighting the case. You will be bankrupt. You will go out of the system. That's exactly what they do. That's what. Because the Democrats are funded by dark money. They got millions and billions of dark money coming in through their vested interests. You speak against them. Do you know how many cases President Trump is fighting? <laughs> People do not even know. He has probably 30 or 40 cases in different states. If he was not a billionaire on his own, he would have quit long ago because he wouldn't have had the money to fight. 
from New York to Fulton County, everywhere there are cases against him to stop him. So the simple question is, why are they fighting him? The simple question we need to ask is, why are they fighting him? Why are they not fighting Ted Cruz? Why are they not fighting Rubio? Why are they not fighting DeSantis? Why are they not fighting any of the republic? Why only him? Why did the Justice Department do towards him? Like you see um, um, when the Roe versus Wade verdict came in, they attacked the pro-life centers, they burned, they did all kind of the churches were vandalized. Do you know the Justice Department did nothing? Now, 10 pro-life protesters, okay, protesters who are against abortion, the Justice Department has indicted them, most of them will get 11 years in prison for protesting outside abortion clinics. While those who attacked the pro-life centers Nobody is going after them. So when you see a system like that, you need to ask yourself, who do you pray for? Mm. Because this is a democracy. We are not, we don't have a king. We don't have a king. So first we pray for is 2022, this year, November, Lord have mercy, let the Republicans sweep the house and the Senate also if possible, so that this agenda is stopped, at least for this thing. And then 2024, if it is not President Trump, at least somebody, because you can't trust the Republicans too. Cannot trust all of them. Cannot all trust all of them. Okay, so that is because you see, uh, the issue in politics is that to fight politics, you need two things in US or India. You need two things. One, you need money. Mm-hmm. Two, you need name recognition. Awesome. That's why Trump came in easily because one, he had his own money. Two, he had name recognition. Mm. Though we did not know him, he was very well known in America because of his TV shows and everything, The Apprentice, and he was very well known. So he had both. So he did not need business to put in money. If you have taken for politics money from a business, the business owns you. Mm. That's the problem with politicians. That is the problem with politicians. The problem with politicians is, is they are owned by business interests. And he came as an outsider. He didn't need anybody's money. So he started cleaning out the system and they went after him. Okay, he went after him. So we are not saying he's... I I, I do not even know whether America has any chance of coming back, maybe for a little while. I do not know because they have crossed $31 trillion. The first time in their history last week, their debt is $31 trillion. We can't even imagine what it is. Okay. Will they ever be able to pay back in the next hundred years? No. Okay. No. And their gas price has gone so high when they are sitting on reserves that is so huge. Everything this government is doing is deliberately to destroy their own nation. Which country in the world have you heard where the borders are wide open and two million plus people have already got in two years? While people who have applied for green cards and the legitimate have been waiting for years. Proper. I mean, you're talking about, you're standing in the queue, politely, according to the law, and you are not processed. And there are people who are coming in through and in the process, you have opened up the borders, you are encouraging. And you know what's happening? Women are being raped, children are being sold. This migrants, this is all cartels working over there. Mexican mob cartels and mafia working over here. And you are saying you are being compassionate. You are not being compassionate at all. The girls and the boys are all being sold. And the women are being raped. And drug is flowing in through the borders that the, the rate of death 
in America over overdose is the highest ever. And the question is, what is this government doing? Mm. What is this government doing? Then you look at Trump's policies. You look at a man whose policies were so tough. He's the first one to say that trafficking of drugs, drug traffickers should have the death penalty. You think it doesn't work? It Try to fly into Singapore. That's it. Yeah. Look at their visa statement. The first thing he says, bringing drugs into this country is punishable by death. Nobody would dare to even take their cigarette. They will ask whether we can take this in. Okay. Okay. You bring in that kind because you know what? You're destroying your young generation. You're destroying the next generation. And he's, he was very tough. He was building the border wall. He stopped it and for immigrate, this illegal immigrant came the lowest in American history. And the median income of every group of people, every group of people reached the highest when he was. America was really on a tangent. So they brought in COVID to destroy him. COVID was deliberately invented from the lab, released on a nation, just to stop him from coming to power. Because if they knew he got two terms, they would be done. They would be done. So we see a panic. We see what he did. We see what is happening. And we look at it all and we need to realize, in 2024, if there is an election, who do you want to come back? What's the point of praying for Biden? He's not going to change. He's not going to change. They're very clear about their policies. And if you pray, Lord, remove Biden, who's going to come back? Kamala, you want her to sit over there? She's worse than him. She's worse than him. Okay. So it doesn't work like that. So we are not saying has Trump has a savior, but we are looking at policies. Okay. We were looking at policies and we say, you know what? His policies worked and they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Mm. They were pretty good. Okay pretty good and so and uh, that's why we pray for him so that he comes back and i personally deep in my heart really believe that the election was stolen it was stolen because the way the justice department did the cover up that did let us forget all the dominion voting let's leave it all that many voters have said if the biden hunter Laptop news was not suppressed before the election. They would not have voted for Biden. That alone is enough. So it was voter suppression. Who suppressed it? FBI did. Justice Department did. Facebook did. All Twitter did. They all got together and suppressed an actual story that Hunter Biden and his father were selling America to the Chinese. There are hundreds and thousands of emails and pictures and videos, all kind of junk about what Biden family was up to. So when they suppressed it before the election, when they suppressed it before the election, what were they doing? They were trying to sway the election. Forget the, all the other things. The FBI, the Justice Department, all the media, everybody got together. 50 ex-grade Intel officials, ex-generals, everybody came and says, this is Russian disinformation. Now it has been authenticated that the laptop is genuine and everything in it is genuine. Why are they not saying? Why is everybody keeping quiet? Why is the FBI not, not going after him? Why are they not... If they go after him, it will be only because they have decided it is time for Biden to come out and Kamala to go in. They are working on their agenda. Okay. So you don't pray for those kind of people. You pray, Lord, get them out because this is a democracy. This is not a kingdom. 
Democracy, the people have the right to remove their leaders. And the people who see the policies have the right to pray to God, remove these people. So don't compare it with the Nero and Roman Empire. Those were empires. They were emperors. They were kings. So we have to look at this thing is that, no? You have to look, what are we praying for? We are looking at how policies are destroying, destroying. And I'm in the same way, how would we pray for the different governments in India? We look at their policies. Look at that, how it is affecting us, affecting the church, affecting the people, affecting the preaching of the gospel. Okay, the preaching of the gospel is very difficult, very difficult in the U.S. They're going after the pastors, they're going after the churches, the Justice Department, the IRS. Why do you need 80,000, 87,000 new IRS, IRS agents? Employees. For what? You are not willing to hire border agents, but you're willing to hire 87,000 more. How? To go over the smaller people. So you look at it and says, you know what? You want this government out. You want this government out. So you don't pray for them. You say, Lord, remove them. And give them some wisdom in the meantime, as long as he sits over there, that he doesn't do much more harm. But we are looking. Yesterday he said, therefore yesterday Biden set the tempo up really high by saying, we are looking at a nuclear Armageddon. We are at the highest level of alert after the Cuban missile crisis, when the Russians had to move their missile, which is true. They are preparing the sea. When this fellow opens his mouth and says something, don't take him lightly. He's saying what has been told mm. to him. He told Putin is coming. He just for this thing. He allowed Putin to come in. He allowed Putin to come in. Trump never allowed anybody to come in. He said, you see, Obama all said, I'm growing, a, I'm drawing a line. And it was just a line in water. And people crossed the line. He did nothing. But Trump said, you cross the line, I will bomb you out. And he did it in Syria. He did it in Syria. They were Russian mercenaries. Plenty of Russians fighting on the, on, on the side. And when they crossed the line, he said, finish them off. And he finished them off so that they did not, the Russians did not move at all as long as he was in power. And he told Kim Jong-sung too, too. He says, you do it, I'll finish you off too. He's supposed to have said to Putin too. He says, you beautiful little Kremlin, it won't be there anymore, he said. Okay. So because he's a man like that, nobody is sure what he will do. <laughs> but the problem is that, the problem is that, you know what? Because you look at it, the superiority of the American weaponry. Yes. Why is Ukraine winning in their role? It's not because of, it's because of the American weapons. If the Americans don't get involved in Ukraine, Russia will take over in two weeks. It's the America, see America, Russia with all its military might has not been able to, able to have air superiority over there. With all the hundreds and thousands of tanks, they are not able to handle the simple javelin anti-tank weapons of America. It's American weapons that is destroying and they want it because they are testing these weapons out because the American cartel is built on military weapons. Why did they want this war in Iraq? Why did they want this 10-year war in, um, in Afghanistan? Billions and billions. Who made all the money? The American weapon industry, mm. the defense industry. They are the ones who made the money. And where does this money go? It doesn't go to the people. It goes to this cabal that has been controlling for years. Mm. Unelected people, okay? Unelected people. So there, you look at them. And the media will, 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 
will destroy a man or a woman's reputation by using terms. Uh, what is her name? Not Melania, but Meloni, if I'm right, the Italian lady who is going. She's, yeah, a, she's a 45, she's a 45 year old single mother who will most probably become Italy's new prime minister. The question is, where are the women who are happy? No, they call her a fascist, the roots of Mussolini. They are after her. Why? Because she's conservative. Very conservative. She's very conservative. What a speech you gave the other Okay, day. what? what? A she's, a, she's a very conservative. Mm. So basically your agenda is that mm. if you are a feminist, radical liberal, we will support you. If you are any other kind, we will finish you off. We will finish you off. But there are signs of hope that because there are countries in your Sweden is gone right. Italy is gone right. Poland is gone right. Hungary is gone right. Brazil has gone to a second runoff mm-hmm. and if he comes back, that's why they went after him. Mm-hmm. You need to ask why did they go after that guy and everybody is supporting Lula who is an ardent Naxal kind of communist he is and why are they supporting him and not the guy who is a conservative because he's conservative. Mm. Because they're conservative. And that is what we need to realize because when you have policies like that coming from the US, it affects our Supreme Court has allowed abortion. It has become made legal. Yep. You know where the effect is coming? It's coming from the America. It's coming from the West. Okay. So we look at these policies and we look at all that and we need to know, we need to be wise enough to know what to pray for. What to pray for. Okay, abortion was about what has been what you call uh, criminalized. You do not have abortion. Joe versus Wade or Roe versus Wade. Why did it happen? Because of Trump. Because three judges he appointed changed. You know, because of that one ruling in the next five or six years, how many million babies would be born? Be born, okay? This black artist, what is his name? Kanye West or something? Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West. West over there. He has an Ill- he had a interview with Tucker Carlson last week. You know, they don't like him because he wore a T-shirt that White Lives Matter. You have to listen to what he said. What he said is that he said the abortion clinics. Black Lives Matter, all these abortion clinics are in black communities. In the last so many years, 22 million black babies have been aborted. If he says, if 50 or 40 or 50 million babies have been aborted in the last so many years, the majority are black and Hispanic, not white. These Democrats are after the blacks and the Hispanics. That is the fact. Now think about it. If 22 million black children had survived, what is the percentage of the black population in America? What is a clout in the election process? So the blacks, these Democrats have fooled the blacks for so many years, created all these abortion clinics around to decimate their population. And why are you voting for them? Because you have been brainwashed. You have been brainwashed. That is where the problem comes. Okay, so you need to look at, because we are talking about life here. We are not even talking about money. Inflation is at the highest. See, Americans are not like us. They live paycheck to paycheck. And when the price of everything goes up and your income is not going up, they really struggle. They really, really struggle. It is not like us. We can get into a transport bus. We can get into a metro. They don't have stuff like that because the country is so, so huge. It is not viable for them to build railway systems in their country. Their country is three times India's size. With one third of the population. Not even one third of the population. Four times Yes, we have. One fourth of our population with 
two, three times our size. So it is not easy for them to build structure like ours. So everybody has cars. Everybody has one or two or three because they need the cars to travel from point one to point B. They don't have transport systems like ours because they don't need it. It's not workable over there. So when you're talking about the gas price going up, I mean, think about it. We, we import almost 90, 95% of our petroleum product. America doesn't have to. They don't have to import anything. They got plenty, everything. And that's what he offered Germany and all. Why are you buying from Russia? Why are you buying from Russia? Because you are feeding Putin. You buy from him. You are giving him the money to harm you. Why don't you buy from us? We have plenty. We will sell it to you. NATO is there. We are supporting NATO. Our soldiers are there. We are funding NATO. And you are buying. What are you? What is NATO for? What is American Europe for? To protect them from whom? Russia. And who are you giving the money to? to Russia. Russia. But you won't buy it from us. Hmm. And doesn't make sense. Doesn't it make sense? Okay. Now each each see. Don't sit here in India and think about America. Sit there in America and think for America. What is good for America? Good for America. Because you have to think as an American. Who was good for America? At every level, who was good for America? And you have to think first as a Christian. Who was good for America? Trump or Biden? The answer is Trump. The answer is Trump. Trump was. He may not be an out and believer or we do not honor, but his policies were all Christian. When you are at the top, you don't want a pastor to become a president. That's not what you are. You are looking at his policies. And if you look at his policies, his policies were very good for the church, very good for the family, very good for the children, very good for the poor, very good for everybody. His policies were all very, very good policies. Even in that four years, he just turned the American military and made them the strongest again. Because they were not funding the American army. And he brought the funding back. He brought it all back. And in two years, this dispensation has destroyed America that they have gone so far down the lane. Recovery looks almost impossible. Because you you have this ideology in America. It's a very dangerous ideology, okay? It's this ideology of a set of um, dark liberal profs in the universities with this woke agenda, which is causing white men and women to hate their whiteness. It's a very strange ideology. Okay? And that's what is causing it. Because in the part of this movement against it is, it is the white people itself. Why I say which is dangerous for us, because the whole idea dangerous, like I've said it before also in Q&A. Why is it dangerous? You need to realize. When the gospel went, Jesus sent out his disciples. Thomas came to India, Andrew is supposed to have gone to China, then they went to Africa, they went spread, and then Paul went into Europe. You can't blame the white man to grab the gospel with both hands and take it to his heart. Look at the result. The white man took the gospel. Everybody was got a chance. God gave a fair chance to everybody. 1959, sorry, 1859, Thomas came to India. 2,000 years later, we don't even have 2% of the population who knows Christ. Okay, Andrew went to China. The Ethiopian eunuch went, the others went. They went to all the nations, but who received it? Macedonia received it. Europe, 
turned Christian. Then the white man took the gospel to all the ends of the world. That is the truth. And you know what? When they are talking about anti-white and white and rate this thing, remember, they are not going after the white man. Mm. They are coming after the Christian. Because yeah. they want to make the Christianity into white, white man's, man's religion, religion and white man enslaved people. That is the whole idea. That is the whole idea. Okay, that's the whole idea. That's why during the Queen, the British Queen died, and one of her spokesperson, this black kind of level, what is it that in CNN, he was asked in the middle of it, he was asking us about slavery. Queen's funeral is all over. Why do you have to bring it over there? But she was a very smart lady. She said, You are asking the wrong question about reparations for slavery, should say, you should ask us the wrong question. There are two things you need to understand from history. He said, Britain was the first nation in the world to abolish slavery. Slavery was the slavery. First nation in the world to abolish slavery was Britain. Second, should go to Africa and ask the African kings, because they were the ones who lined up their people and sold it to others. And he said, 3,000 British soldiers died in the oceans to stop the trade of slavery, he said. So if you want to start with reparation, start with their families who died to stop slavery. These are the truths of history we don't want to accept. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to hear the truth, okay? Because slavery was there everywhere. Every tribe, whenever they caught, you read the Old Testament. If there is a war, whoever won took slaves. If the color of the skin was irrelevant. So don't put this whole thing about the slavery in America alone because slavery was everywhere. That was a fact of history and even now there are slaves in the world. Fact there is in this thing. Okay, so don't, because these are all part of a very radical agenda because to, to, basically it is aimed at the church. Because they want to connect the white man to Christianity. White man to Christianity. So that is why we are very careful about it. And we will say no. And when I talk to them, I say, you know what? My country was ruled for 500 years or more by the Muslims. Then 300 years by the white man. I got no issues with the Muslim or the white man. That is history. I look at myself and say, am I free? Yes. Do I have education? Yes. If I work hard, can I rise up into my country? I yes. can. So why blame somebody else? Why blame somebody else? Okay. So you want to, you are like that fellow sitting over there on the pool by Bethsaida for 38 years on the mat. Do you want to be made whole? No, nobody has. Jesus says that's not the question. Do you want to be made whole? Pick up your mat and walk. Okay. The Chinese come in. The Indians come in. The Mexican comes in. Everybody gets into America. Within years, they transform their lives because it's a land of opportunity. So let me ask this question. Can the black man do it? Haven't you been there for hundreds of years? Isn't it a land of opportunity? So don't sit on your mat. Rise up and make something out of your life because you can if you want in that country.
But if you put this agenda into the hearts, you know what? The young people have been brainwashed into entitlement and anger and wickedness and hatred. And you see all the videos coming in. It makes you feel really bad. I feel really bad. You know what they're doing to the black children over there? They're making them into, into, into criminals. You see them attacking and looting the shops, attacking people in the train. It's all these black children who are coming out. And who feeding it into their heads? It is the Democrats who are feeding into their heads that it is right to do these things. It is never right to steal. Whatever you it is not right to steal. It is not right to be violent against people. And you cannot put it across as an agenda and says, this level of crime set them free. No bail need. You can beat somebody. You can steal. The police won't come after you. They won't charge anything against you. What kind of a generation are you raising? And you ask whose policy it is. It is the policy of the Democrat Party. Because they have an agenda to literally, radically change the country from its root onwards. They want to change its country. Because of how they see the country and they see the church as their enemy. And we are Christians in America still for all said and done. The huge number of people are still simple Bible-believing Christians, white, black, and Hispanics. They are all Christians. And that Christians in that group are standing up and they are fighting and the system is going after them. After them. So it doesn't matter the color of your skin. If you are white, black, or Hispanic, if you stand up for the truth, they will come after you. And they will cancel you. That's what we need to look at. It's not that Trump is a savior. You look at, we look at political leaders and even in India, we look at politi- like we pray for our CM. I like our CM because Telangana is fine. We are at peace. Muslim is not fighting Hindu. Hindu is not fighting Christian. We are living in peace. We are doing our own stuff. Don't bring your agenda over here. Leave us alone. He's done a good job for four years. If I'm looking at simple things. I don't want government to do anything for me other than do two things, three things. One, let there be law and order. Two, when I open my tap, let there be water and let power not go. As, as, as far as I'm concerned, he has given us these three things. We had no problems in this city, 24 hours, 7 water and 24-7 power. We don't want the government to do many things. That's not the good jo- job of the government. The job of the government is like the, the, the founders of America said, small government, stay out of the lives of the people, give them security and let them do and prosper by themselves. That is the purpose of the government. But now what is happening is other police countries and other states, the government is interfering into everything. But here there is no interference. There is no interference. And that is the job of the government. And you look at, therefore, we look back and I honestly pray 2023, Lord, let him come back. Let him come back. Let this government come back for another four years at least, Lord, we will have peace. We will have peace. Otherwise, there will be a different... It's no point in saying there is peace in UP. What kind of a peace is that? Even if you say something, bulldozer comes and breaks your house down. That is not the rule of law. That is mob law. That is not the job. That is, you have to go through a process. The process is there. Police files an FIR. The FIR is now goes to the court. The court goes to the process. And the court is the one who gives the punishment. And then the government carries it out. The government doesn't come with a bulldozer and bulldoze your house down. That is not simple. There is no process of the law. Maybe one person is guilty. But when one person is guilty of punishing the whole family, and most of the family may not be aware of what is happening. 
The next thing you know, they're sitting on the road with no possessions. Something they built with their whole life saving is gone. And it is fundamentally wrong. And it doesn't matter whether it's a Muslim or a Hindu or a Christian. It is fundamentally wrong. And you cannot do it. You cannot do it. So the question is, do you want that in Telangana? A government like that comes? No, you don't want that government mm. like that comes. I do not expect prosperity from the government. I expect peace from the government. You read the portion when it talks about pray for the leaders. Which portion is that? First, first Timothy yeah, chapter 2. Okay. Read that. Yeah, first Timothy chapter 2 and see what it actually says. First Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. Wonderful. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all who are in authority. For what? What is the reason? That we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Now ask this question. Does the policies of Biden bring peace? Does it bring godliness? Is there reverence for life? Is there reverence for God? For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. So you need to ask, if you pray for Biden, is it good and acceptable in the sight of our God and Savior? No. Your prayer should be, take him out. Let him never come back. Let not the Democrats come back for the next 50 years. That should be your prayer. Whether God will answer and all, it is according to the agenda of God's kingdom. But we know what to be mm. pray for. Ultimately, yeah. we pray, thy will be done God. on earth as it is in heaven. What is God's will? Life, dignity, godliness, reverence, peace. These are these things. That's what we pray for. And the whole idea is there is only one man standing. One man standing over there. One man stand. And the lies, the media and the thing, the lies, the January 6th commission, the lies. They have tens and thousands of hours of video surveillance which they have not released. They have only released what suits their narrative. 800 people were or, or more are arrested. And they said it was an insurrection. If there has to be an insurrection, there has to be a gun. Nobody brought a gun into the Capitol building. The only four, four people died. One was shot, was an unarmed young uh, girl, was shot by a secret service officer. All the other three died of natural causes. And they're saying four people died. No, four people did not die. One was killed by you. Three died of natural causes. Nobody had a gun. How do you call it an insurrection? Mm. 800 people, many of them have been incarcerated in cells in isolation. 20. 23 hours out of 24 hours, they're sitting in solitary confinement for what? While murderers and rapists and drug dealers are being sent out with no bail, nothing needed, no case, you are all being released from prison while these people are sitting because you want a narrative. You want a narrative. So you need to ask yourself, what I, I'm not saying all those people who are in are innocent. But if you look at what they did and what others have done, they don't deserve punishment, yeah. They don't deserve that. That's not what they mm. did. They was what they did. So you look at all that over there and you know who are this pastor is talking about. He just look, skimming through the surface and you don't even know who he is. Okay, because a lot of pastors have shut their mouths now. They all prayed against Trump. Now they're wishing he was back. Because now you are under attack. Your churches are under attack. Your freedom is under attack. Your whatever exemptions are all under attack. You are under so much, so many churches have crumbled under under pressure, 
going with the LGBTQ agenda. Why do you want to call yourself even a church? That is not God's agenda. God loves those people, but that is not his agenda. There was one of the parents we know who comes to our school. Mm -hmm. Um, They were in the U.S. for a while, and uh, there's a pastor of a Methodist church, the elder of a Methodist church. He got a letter from the committee, from the Methodist church committee saying that from next year onwards, you have to accept LGBTQ community into your church. Not only that, you have to ordain uh, some of them as your ministers. And if you do not comply by our rules, then we'll have to change the fellowship and we have to cancel your license. Mm-hmm. This is happening within the church now. Within the church. That's the pressure. It's all got to do with money. It's all, got to, shock it's all got to do with money because if your tax exemption goes, you cannot survive in U.S. It's very expensive. That's how they catch you. That's how they, they have the IRS. That's why he's hiring more IR, IRS to go after. Because that's the money. How does the devil squeeze people over money? Mm. He squeezes over money. When money comes and squeezed, you will crumble. And when you look at Trump, he refuses to crumble. He fights. He's taken one case all the way to the Supreme Court. Thank God he's got money. But he's fighting it. He refuses to quit. And honestly, when I look at him, I don't know many of us would have the strength to yeah, fight. I mean, what do you want at that, at your age with all this money? I don't even want to stay in US. I'll go to my golf course in Scotland and play golf for the rest of my life. Why do you want to waste? But he's fighting this battle. Okay, he ha- he has at his age he has he has like like it's like David said is there not a cause mm. is there not a cause he's fighting a battle okay he's fighting I mean look at that Loretta whatever that New York AG filing that stupid civil case over the Trump properties and she filed it against him and his children <laughs> Ivanka. Don and Don Jr. She filed against all of them a civil case over the prompt over, over that auditing this thing, whatever. It's a stupid case actually. But can you imagine filing this against Trump's children where Hunter Biden is walking around free? Do you know what actually what this guy has done? They're covering up what this guy has been up to. You look at what he has been up to. He should be in for life kind of junk the boy and probably his father had the payoff have been done the father should be indicted and be in prison and the boy should not the boy that man should be in prison for life the kind of junk this family has done but who's covering up the very FBI and Justin you are telling us telling America to pray for him yeah you should pray not for him pray him out because you don't want leaders like that this is not kings they are not giving anything no peace, no godliness, no security, like America. You know, every month after Biden has come to power, I looked at the statistics, or this year's statistics alone, every month after Biden has come into power, the sales of guns in America is around 38 million every day, every month, because people are panicking. You need to protect yourself because the system is not going to protect you. That was not America. It was never a nation. America was never a nation. It's no longer a land of law and order. It's a land of, it's becoming a land of lawlessness, Mm -hmm. especially the blue states. Crime is the highest in every city. Crime is high. It's blue. It's not red. And it's their policies of releasing the criminals onto the streets. And people are suffering. 
So when you're asking about prayer and you're looking at who is the leader who will stand against all these policies, DeSantis is good. But DeSantis is very young. Mm. Okay, young. We need to think about if God gives America a chance, what we should think about is four years of Trump, eight years of DeSantis. Why? Because we don't want DeSantis to leave Florida. We need to hold Florida. We need to hold Florida. Florida, he has changed it red. He has changed it red. We need abort in Texas and we need DeSantis. Hold these two red states. These are the big red states. Hold these two states over there. Trump comes back four years. The other guy comes back eight years. But I don't know God's timeline. But if God is resetting the whole thing and giving the church time, that is how we see. Four plus eight, twelve years. We'll have peace to set the agenda of saving souls. We are not there worried about any of the other things. Whole idea is to save people and save children. So when I look at US, what is happening to the children, I get very scared mm. because sooner or later it will come here. This gender dysphoria. You do not know what is happening. What have they done to these children are all going crazy. Boys are saying they are girls. Girls are saying they are boys and they all want to get castrated. I don't know what's happening. Chemical castration. Even the latest passport application from the gender mm-hmm. three. No, this is, this is so, <laughs> this is, this is so serious. <laughs> serious. The, the report that came in, it, the, 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 the level of what you call it, what is Prozac, um, Depression, uh, depression of, of children under the age of five. What happened to these children? What is happening? You think it will not come into our children? Do you think we know what's happening to our children when they go to their schools? We have one of our kids studying in a very well-known Christian school, college in Hyderabad. I'm not mentioning it's public, you know. Every time she was asked to speak and if she took a stand over an issue, over LGBTQ or any of this thing, they said, that is not the view that we wanted you to. And they took her out of every speaking forum in a Christian college. In Hyderabad. You know the system? And they say right from the top within the church, which runs that institution, the order has come, don't speak against these issues. Gender transition. LGBTQ issues, speak for it, don't speak against. And when one of our kids who came from our church, who has understood it well, and she spoke, quoting the things we have taught in the church over there, they were not happy with her and says, that is not the response that we expected from you. And they took her out of those teams in this city. You think our children are safe. Our children are not safe. What is happening here will happen here. Abortion has been made legal in India by the Supreme Court, not even by the government, by the Supreme Court. <laughs> no? No. Whether people abort or not is something, but you shouldn't legalize it. When you legalize it, do you know what it actually means? When you legalize a criminal thing, do you know what it means? I become party to it. Why? Yeah. Because my tax dollars or my tax rupees goes into paying for it. Mm. That is the issue we have to morally yeah. fight. Yeah. In a democracy, you do you whatever you want, but no, don't okay. make me a part of it. Don't make me a part, part of it. it. Yeah. So when they want to make abortion legal through the federal level in the U.S., everybody becomes part of it because 
who is funding it the government is funding it who funds the government you and i fund the government that is the issue therefore you have to take a stand like daniel's three friends and daniel and all take a stand and say you know what i'm taking a public stand i'm not part of this so lord on that day i am clear because to be silent at the times of evil is a crime you cannot afford to be silent so when we have a forum to speak like this we speak we will not be silent we will not be silent we have a very clear view why and it is a very clear biblical view because we are for life we are not for death the devil comes to steal to kill to destroy but jesus says i have come to give you life and life in abundance and to jeremiah i said even before you are formed in your mother's womb i knew you that mm. one verse is enough to see that abortion is wrong mm. it is against god's idea his principle of the kingdom of god even before the child was born in the mother's womb god knew that child so you cannot say it is a fetus it has no life and the mother has the right to do whatever no you do not have you have the right to do whatever you want to do with yourself not with the baby in the womb because it's a separate life in your womb it's not your life it's a separate life in your womb that's how you look at it okay so people take that's what i said there are principles in the bible and there are patterns in the bible patterns will keep changing according to the times so when you're talking about kings we don't have kings today even king charles is a constitutional monarch he's not an absolute sovereign he still has to go by what the prime minister and the cabinet goes he's not an absolute so so that's how we have to look yeah. at it and look at the whole thing what does the bible actually say what should we pray for when we pray for them what kind of a leader should we we pray for that's how we need to look at it and we have to bring it to our local level and say that's what we want in telangana in my state where i live lord give me a government who will one protect us and to leave us alone hmm. to preach the gospel hmm. without restrictions yes pastor vijay i think that that's it's quite a uh, quite a session actually <laughs> question because at the micro level to macro level we are all facing this truth yeah with governments and authorities we are all facing this truth okay india is facing the truth we are facing we all it will all it, it this this these are things that will all affect us and our children mm. so don't be like hesakia oh, okay nothing will happen to me it will happen to me no that's nonsense okay at least this one judgment won't take place in my generation i can go to sleep happily it will only happen in my children's generation no oh, god is a god of every generation. generation so if it affects my children it is my job to stand up and wake and stand in the gap and speak and pray lord let it not come to pass in my children's generation also because honestly i look at them I mean, i look at the little ones in the church I mean, every sunday when they are going for their sunday school and then they come and sit i look at them and i tremble lord what is this going to happen to these children if you tarry to come in 10 years now 15 years from now where will these children be what kind of a world are they going to live in it's so crazy it's now rapidly decre- uh, it is deteriorating it's like cancer metastasizing mm. <laughs> okay Where, where are these children going to go into 
where all these things are going to be mainline. Drugs are going to be mainline. Homosexuality is going to be legline. Lesbianism is going to trans. This is all going to be mainline. And these people who value all this righteousness, holiness, is going to be put in the closet. They are going to be struggled to survive. And will our children survive this? Can they come through this? Okay, be careful. Don't be like Hezekiah. And put your, like an ostrich, put your head in the sand and say, okay, it's not going to happen. At least I made it. I held on to my principles. That's not the point. Will your children, will your children hold on to it? Will they come through? That is why the Bible says, pray. Pray. Like Hannah prayed, pray. Lord, I have poured out my soul for this child. That is separated unto you all the days of his life. Yes, Pastor Vijay. Yeah. So the question number two, Pastor, we'll go to the next question. It's uh, again a very interesting question. Uh, mental mental illumination in the in the area of the mind also. The effect of God's word is unique. Psalm 119 verse 30, 130. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The psalmist speaks of two effects. God's word produces in the mind light and understanding. Why is it we cannot apply this to our mind? Although the word speaks about light and understanding. Please, can you explain? Okay. I, I I guess whoever sent this question, it came from US or Canada or somewhere. I guess you heard today's message. Mm. Okay, please understand. Go to Hebrews 11 and verse 3. 11. This is, this is okay. By faith we understand. Okay. Faith is a real thing. First thing you need to understand, faith is not an intellectual thing. Faith is not an intellectual thing. Mm. This is where we, 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 we really, really struggle. Faith is not an intellectual thing. It is not a natural thing. Faith is a supernatural thing. Faith is of God. God has given everyone a measure of faith who has believed. Faith is not of this realm. Faith is that connects this visible realm with the invisible realm. It is not understanding. It is not wisdom. It is not knowledge. It is faith. You can have wisdom, you can have knowledge and still have no faith. Mm. I'm talking generally of knowledge and wisdom. So the Bible says, by faith we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The things which we see were not made by things which we see. The things which mm. we see were made by things we do not see. Yep. Just you, you look at you look at any object sitting over here. Pick any object sitting over here. Plastic, wood, this thing. Do you know? The, its composition is by things we cannot see. see. Yes, items and knowledge. It is held by laws which we cannot see. At the microscope. That's what the Bible is saying. Those are laws of not this realm, that laws of another realm. The invisible kingdom of God is what holds it together. And faith connects this too. It is when faith comes in, illumination comes. Because if you're looking at wisdom, Nicodemus had it all. But he did not have faith. And Jesus made a very clear statement. He says, unless you are born again, where that other realm comes into your realm, you cannot see or enter into the kingdom mm. of God. Mm. The kingdom of God, entering into the kingdom of God, is a real experience. 
it's a real experience yes. because there are some questions about how do i know i am saved and mm. all it's it, that is the intellectual question yeah. it's not a faith question when you are saved you know you are saved mm-hmm. because you are shifted from one realm to the other there's a connection that took place because the holy spirit has actually come into you something from that other realm has come into this realm is in you and through that person you are able to see somebody who exists in another realm and know that's your father it is by faith mm. that's what the bible says by faith by faith and we are called to grow in faith and when you see when the bible says when grow in the knowledge of god is so that our faith will increase mm. okay now that faith has come in when we have entered into the kingdom of god god says grow in the knowledge of the person who controls that the whole thing that's your life god is your life now grow in faith so by faith it comes so it is very difficult for a person who is in the faith to explain to somebody else who is not in the faith what it is all about like i used that illustration in today's church right in the morning i asked i use i use a term okay i use a term like i said empire state building and except for one or two pastors everybody heard everybody heard so the bible talks about hearing ears and seeing eyes god made them both it doesn't say god made them ears and eyes because everybody has ears but they don't hear everybody has eyes but they don't see mm. so when you hear empire state building you heard but did you see you don't have a reference point yep a reference point is only for those people who have seen that building in a picture or actually been there yeah. but mm. those who have seen in a picture a movie or a video or empire state building there is an image that comes in it comes in so you have heard and you have seen and you have a picture and that's what the bible is talking about you see the kingdom of god it is not a physical picture it's a spiritual picture there is a kingdom it's mm-hmm. a real kingdom and you belong to that kingdom you hear you see you hear and you see better and better that's what i'm talking about the path of the just is like a, it's a shining Point. path okay you start seeing okay it's same thing and we know it in the visible when we were children what we saw the same object as we grew older and older we saw it better and better meaning we understood it better and better eyes were the same ears were the same but the seeing and the hearing was not the same it was not the same the eyes were the same ears were the same in many cases the actual physical sight became worse but the seeing increased it didn't decrease mm. we saw things better we understood life better and the same thing is what faith does through faith you understand the kingdom of god you understand you see it you go to hebrews chapter 11 there are two verses there one if i am right is 11:13 okay 11 yeah 11:13 these all died in faith not having received the promise having seen them having seen them afar mm. how did they die they didn't receive while they were living on this earth they didn't receive the but they all died in faith they didn't die in unbelief they all died in faith how seeing them from far 
and what they they did they did two or three things happen they saw them afar two they were assured of them first you have to see first you have to see okay if roshan were to tell josh you know and let us say i mean it's difficult to use an illustration Okay, let us say he tells Josh, "For your birthday, I am going to give you a bow and arrow." Now, Josh probably doesn't know what a bow and arrow is. So, bow and arrow. Okay, bow and arrow. Or if, but on the other hand, he says, "When you turn eighteen, I'm going to give you a bike." He sees it from far. He sees it from far, and he was assured of them. Why is he assured? Because of who spoke. Okay, yeah. Who spoke, and he embraced it. How did he embrace it? By saying, "Until I get my bike, this cycle is enough." You promised. I see it from far. You set a time, and when that time comes, I'll get a bike. Before that, I am sat. Either I'll walk to school, or I will go on my cycle. They live like strangers and pilgrims on mm-hmm. earth. Because they saw, they saw. If you don't see, if you don't see, you'll be very discontent in this life. Mm. You see, you see, you see. When children of Israel who worked so hard in Egypt and such a brutal life, they had to see. He said, "You know what? I'm going to a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm. You will have houses you didn't build, yeah. wells you did not dig. Everyone will get it." They had to see. So twelve spies were sent out so that they have after a visible proof, and they came back and said, "You know what? The land is exactly like God's book, but there was a problem with their eyes. We are grasshoppers in their sight, in our own eyes, in our own. They are giants. We are grasshoppers. They didn't see the way God saw, and they died in the wilderness." So when Jesus speaks about the kingdom of God, when Jesus speaks about hell, see, their flames never go out, their worms do not die. It's a place of torment for ever and ever. Hmm. Better see. Yep. See, he's not kidding. He's not kidding. He's very serious because of who he's speaking about. And when he sees, eyes haven't seen. No ears heard what God is preparing for those who love Him. When you lose something, I think I know what I'm getting. You see, mm-hmm. you see. So faith sees. Faith sees. That is the illumination that has to come into the mind. So you can have eyes and not see. You can have ears and not hear. So let us say we all have eyes. Just go, and our whole place is very thickly curtained. Put off all the lights off. Do you see? Do you have eyes? Mm. No. You have eyes. Sorry, you have eyes. Can you see? No. no. So there are two components. You need eyes and you need light. And light differs. The power goes, and then you. This is also light. Power go. How much can you see with this light? Very little. But that is not the path of the just. Go back, go back to that word. 418. 418. Proverbs 418. That is not supposed to be the path of the just. The path of the just is what? It is the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines even brighter and brighter unto that perfect day. 
Okay. Yes, you can begin like this. Hmm. But you cannot end like this. You can cannot end like this. You can begin. That's what the Bible talks about. It talks about if you turn if you go into the book of Revelation, chapter one. I was in the Lord in the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. Hmm. I was in the spirit. He said the Bible says, I, I heard. heard first first comes here hearing, hearing ears and seeing eyes. I heard the voice of God like a trumpet. Like a trumpet. Hmm. It is no longer a whisper. Now the voice is very... It doesn't mean it is so loud. You're hearing it in your clarity. spirit. But clarity is mm. very clearly you're hearing. I heard... If, you're, if I'm right, it's words 11 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I heard it like a trump... Uh, 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 nine, nine. Yeah, nine. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I heard... Okay. You go to verse 10. Okay. I was there. Your brother, Lord. I heard behind me a loud voice as of a... Trumpet. Trumpet. The voice is very clear. Hearing here, very clear hearing now. Very clear hearing. Loud as a trumpet. Go to verse 11 and 12. Okay? He heard the voice saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What you have seen, write in a book. He says, not what you have heard. Mm -hmm. So far, John, you wrote the Gospel according to John. You wrote 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. That's what you heard. Gospel, of course, some things you saw, many things you heard. Now, you're going to write what you're going to see. Hmm. And here, hmm. you're going to see. And verse 12, then I turned to see the voice, the voice yeah, that spoke with me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. having turned, I saw. Seeing ears, hearing ears, and seeing eyes. And that's what the Bible is talking about. The kingdom of God becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. Like we have used to used to have this cricket commentary. You know? I mean, I only know from Sachin's days. So no, he takes God and he's knocking. And then finally, by the time he reaches 50, 60, the commentator says, now he sees the ball like a football. <laughs> Why? Because his eyes are very, he shut down everything else. He's absolutely focused. His vision is very clear. So now it doesn't matter whether it is Bruce Lee or Jet Lee or Brett he sees it has a football. <laughs> Why? Vision has become absolutely clear. That's what the Bible is talking about. Now, if you keep your eyes fixed on Christ okay. Jesus, okay, we are living in this world, but we are not part of this world. Mm. Keep your eyes fixed on the kingdom of God and keep walking. Mm. Clarity will come. Mm. You will see the kingdom and you will be able to see life through the kingdom. Even when you watch news, when you see world events, you are able to see it the way others are not able to see it because you are seeing it through the eyes and the perspective of the kingdom. And that's what Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't worry about these things. Because if you go after these things, what you lose, you lose your hearing and lose your vision. You lose your hearing and lose your vision. If you turn the cart around... Put the cart before the horse. You lose vision. You lose your vision. Now, what has happened? You're not able to see the kingdom. Mm. You're not able to hear. Why? What did happen? You simply change the priorities. You put the world first and the kingdom last. That is why, remember how we ended today? How we ended today? Jeremiah the, chapter 1. No, 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 no. Yeah, that is of course the thing. We ended today with the, the, the one who's given the resurrection message. Yeah, it's yeah. Mary Magdalene. Yeah, the yeah. Bible says, early in the morning, Mary. So the first thing is that 
It has to be early. One of the one of the primary things about early is practical. We have to be very practical also because yes, the invisible realm is there, but we are living in the visible realm. How do I connect it? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. How do I seek the kingdom of God first on a daily basis? Simple thing. The Bible says she went early when it was still dark. And Jesus went to a deserted place when it was still dark. Mm. That's the first way. Because I'm caught in time. I'm caught in time. And time is the most important thing in this life for us because we are caught in time mm. in this life. Yes. So the simple thing is how do I good first God first early? Early. Early. First thing about it is you have prioritized. I will seek him early. Second, you are in therefore giving first place a reverence. That's how she went. The question is, where were the disciples? Where were the ones who were with him for three and a half years? Who saw all the miracles of power, participated in, and he took care of the for three. Where were they? They were sleeping. Nobody came. And when they come over there, they see the tomb is empty. They run and tell the disciples. The disciples, Peter and John, come running. John reaches. He doesn't get in. Peter comes in. He looks in, goes in, looks in. And the Bible says, John believed. The question is, if John believed, why did he go? Mm. So it was not the believing of seeing. It was just the belief. Ah, yeah, he had said he would rise. Maybe he rose. And that's what the word, verse 10 says. They all left. They all left. They all, okay, verse eight, they all went away. But, second thing, you tarry. You don't wait. You wait. You don't leave. You don't leave the presence of God. It's a fundamental principle. Yes, you have a job. Yes, you have deadlines. But if you have walked into God's presence early in the morning and he hasn't left, you don't leave. To heck with your job. He can give you another one. But he may not come back if you leave. She didn't leave. This is how this is how you really prioritize. You have to learn to practically put God first. first. Yes, you have all these priorities, but there are certain moments like this. You know, he said something, and the fact is that he's not here. He's not here. He's not here. I know. Last time I saw, he was here. Next time I come, he's not here. I need to know where has he gone? Where has he gone? I need to know where has he gone. It's like the guy who lost the accent. So the prophet said, where did he lose it? Mm. Where did he lose it? Where is he gone? Mm. Okay, where is he gone? Because the most important thing in your life is your presence of God. If the presence of God is missing in your life, where did it go? Where did I lose it? Mm-hmm. Because he said I would never leave yep, you. Yep. So where did I lose it? He's not here. The apostles went back and probably they went back to sleep. But she did not leave. And then she saw, she stooped in and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels. That's what the Bible says. She saw two angels. What did the angels? She has two angels. One sitting at the head, other sitting where the body of Jesus had lain. Okay. And they asked her this question. We'll go to her. And they said to a woman, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? And she said, because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. She's still seeking. That's why the Bible says, those who wait on the Lord and seek you with all your heart, you will find. The others thought, and they said, they're satisfied. Okay, he's not here. We don't know what happened to him. And they went back. She's not satisfied. 
She's still looking in. And the angels appear for her sake. The question is, why are the angels there? For whose sake? For the one who is seeking. See, if you keep on seeking, the invisible will start coming into the visible. Ah, yes. You can't say, the inv- I never encountered the invisible God. Says, did you ever seek? Yeah. So the first point of contact for her is the two angels. The two angels come and say, why are you weeping? She said, because. Okay. Now you need to realize that she's not going to leave. She's not satisfied and she's not going to leave with an angelic intervention. So the Lord appears. This is a determined system. Hmm. She wants to know where. The, she's not even satisfied with an angelic intervention. And when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Okay, because she has eyes. She can see, but she cannot see. Hmm. These eyes are different. She can see, but she cannot see. Look at verse 15. Okay, Jesus said to a woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Same question. Okay, because you have to be very clear. Why are you crying? What are you crying for? What are you crying for? What are you seeking? And she said, supposing him to be the gardener, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. I will take him away. I will take him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. You know what Jesus said? Do not cling to me, for I have not ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, my God and your God. Why is the gospel first announcement given to Mary? Because she saw. The others only saw the crucified Jesus. The gospel cannot be given to those who only saw Jesus who hung on the cross. It can be given only to those who are witnesses of the resurrection. That is why Paul says, I want to know his resurrection first. Otherwise, you cannot be a witness. You are a witness only of a dead Christ. Not about the risen Christ. So, the gospel is first given to her because she has witnessed the risen Christ. Why did she witness? Because she persisted. She came early and she waited. She tarried and Jesus revealed. And he go further down. Further down. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples she had seen the Lord and he had spoken these things to her. And verse 19, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews. Look at this. Has her witness made any difference to them? No. no. Why? Because they haven't seen. Mm. They haven't seen. Didn't make any difference. It's interesting. When she told them the tomb is empty, they all ran. When she came to them and said, I saw him, they didn't run. Hmm. They didn't run. They didn't go. Oh, really? We'll also go see nothing. They didn't go. Do you think if he, if they had in, if they had gone, he would not reveal himself to them? Of course he would have. But they didn't go. They didn't seek. And they stood shut. His reason didn't make any difference to them. They are locked in and sitting there in the fear of Jews. Not in the joy of seeing the risen Savior. Okay? So he comes. He comes to them and he tells them, peace be to you. It's in the, in the gospel according to Mark, they say he, he upbraided them because of the hardness of their heart. He was still mm. hardened in their heart. After See that portion, we saw that about the heart, you mm. know. It says, it is the hearing of the ear and the seeing mm. of the eyes that goes into the heart and you believe. Mm. 
you believe. I'm not talk, talking about seeing physically, yeah, okay? Yeah, yes. Sometimes he shows it to you, but that's not the point. The whole thing is that, you know, for believing, for believing, okay? So whenever you believe something, you know, believe something with all your heart, anything, there has to be a coordination between the ear and the eye. Mm. Otherwise, you can't realize. That's what I'm talking about. Like Roshan tells Josh, I'll, for your next birthday, I'll get you an archery set. He heard. But he doesn't know even what to believe. Mm. Because he has not seen, yeah. Because he has not seen. He has no perception to bring this thing to what it is. So when Bible says faith comes from hearing, and that hearing part has a seeing too, you know what? You have to believe. First you have to believe there is something like death. Everybody knows because everybody has seen dead bodies. Second, after that, there are only two places where you go. Only two places where you go. Either it is here or it is there. There are only two places. There is a perception in your heart. I don't want to go there. And Jesus has described hell more than heaven. He has spoken three times more about hell than he has spoken about heaven. Because you need to be... You see all the signs on the road are warning signs. Mm. You will never find a sign which saying smooth road. Have you seen that? No. Every sign is a warning road. So when you are on a road and the end of it is something called death, what you need is warning signs. And that's why Jesus spoke more about hell. And he said hell is a real place. It was not created for you. It was created for yeah, the devil and for him. But you join with him, that's where he will take you. Mm. And be careful. This is what he is. His agenda is to take you there. My agenda is to take you to my father's house. This place is like this. And in my father's house, there are many rooms. And then he says, for those who love him, eyes haven't seen, your ears heard. I mean, you can think as much as you want. You can. You cannot. He says, simply because you will not be able to contain it as long as you are in this body. You will not be able. It is far more beautiful, wonderful than you can ever imagine. So you have to believe. You have to see. There's a place. That's what the Bible says. They, if you go to Hebrews 11 and verse 27. 11. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured. The most important characteristic Jesus demands in the last days is endurance. And the Bible says, if you want to endure, you have to see him who is invisible. You don't endure for an idea, you endure for a person. Mm. Pregnancy is an idea, but the mother goes through that for a child. <laughs> Pregnancy, idea of pregnancy is there. But you tell a woman, uh, how do you, what do you think about the idea about pregnancy? And they will say, oh, no, I don't want, I've heard about people and they throw up morning and evening, nine months and the back pain and then the horror of the delivery and all. But when they get pregnant, they go through it. It's no longer an idea. It is because they see somebody who is not visible. Mm. And for that little baby, they will go through it all. Mm. they will go through it all. Mm. That's what the Bible is talking about. Why did Moses endure? And he endured. Mm. For the next 40 years he endured. Till his last day he endured. You know why? Because he saw somebody who was invisible. invisible. The rest of his crowd did not endure. Why? Because they did not hear, they did not see. Because the first statement when God came, they said is that, you go, we don't want to hear. Mm. We don't want to hear. 
you speak to us, that is fine. Hmm. We don't want to hear. Therefore, they did not endure. So if you want to endure in these last days when everything goes, God, financial thing goes, but all kind of abuse and everything, and you hang on to, you know, you have to see him who is invisible. Because we are running for a thrice, which is a person and not a place. Places can be duplicated. Persons cannot be duplicated. Okay, we are running for a person. And that's what Paul talks about. The upward, I am running for Christ. And that's what we're talking about. That is what has, has, to, has to happen to your mind. So we are not talking about the, the carnal physical mind. We are talking about a spiritual mind. And like I gave you the definition about uh, who is a spiritual man. A spiritual man is not somebody who prays and fasts and attends. and you No, know, he's not. A spiritual man is fi- primarily to one. He has accepted the supremacy of the word of God. And, the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. and second, he has accepted the authority of the Spirit of God in every area. You lead me into the wilderness to be mm-hmm. tempted of the devil. I I'm accept. There. I am there. Mm-hmm. These two, two things comes. Mm-hmm. He is a spiritual man. And that man, the Bible says, the spiritual man and judges all things. Yes. But he himself is he not rightly him. judged right. by anybody. Because the other one is not able to even understand yes. where he is coming yes. from. Yes. Because he has heard and seen different. Mm. But both, this is the safety. Safety is the word of God. Because a lot of people will say, I came, I heard, this one told me, that one will say, but there's no word, there's no backing of the word of God. So the first thing is the word of God. God has given the word. Principles are eternal. They will never change because these are the principles of a person who never changes. Mm. So you have to look at those principles and say, okay, am I trying to fit in those principles into my life? Align when I go back, am I repenting, coming? These principles are the foundation of my life. The supremacy of the word of God, not the name of God. Mm. The name of God. That's what Psalm 138 verse 2 says. I have magnified my name, my word above all my names. Because you could have an experience in the name of Jesus. And that does not therefore sanction you to go outside God's principles. Mm. In the name of Jesus, I may receive a great healing. It's in the name of Jesus. But does that sanction me to break the principle in the word of God? No. no. That's why it says, for you have magnified your word above all your name. All your name. So the first thing is the word of God. He will not. Though God is outside and above everything else, as far as man is concerned. He has limited himself by his word. Yep. Mm. He has limited, set boundaries for himself within the word that he has spoken. Yep. That is God. Though God cannot be limited, mm. he has, for our sake, limited himself within the boundaries of this word. Therefore, that becomes my supreme authority. That is my supreme authority. Second, he has given us the person so that I don't privately interpret the word. Mm. You cannot interpret the word. He says the interpreted is my spirit. He is in you. He shall lead you to all All truth. truth. And the Bible says, as many as are led by the spirit of God are the sons, the mature sons of God. And Jesus was led by the spirit and he showed he was a son of God. So it didn't matter. Every time, anywhere on the way, whether it's a political, religious, or his own disciples, when it can contradict scripture, he said, you don't understand scripture. You err 
because you do not understand. Or when they contradicted the leading of the Holy Spirit, he said, get behind me, Satan. You do not have the desires of God. So he followed both. Because when Peter is talking, Peter is talking, it is the leading of, he's going against the leading of God. Okay, so you, we need to understand power, anointing, all this is for the will of God, mm. not against the will of yep. God. Not against the will of God. That's how it works. And see, when these two things are there, these two fundamental things have to be there in a person's life, positionally. You have to functionally, daily, positionally say, Lord, I submit to the authority of your word. I submit to the authority of your spirit. Illumination will begin. Illumination will begin. Till then, no. If anyone wills to do the will, then, yes. then you will understand. Then you will understand. understand. Mm. And that is the line where people are afraid to cross. They are mm. afraid to cross because they still feel if mm. they obey God, they will lose. <laughs> mm. Yes, you may lose. But the things which you lose, ultimately you look back and realize they are worthless. Mm. worthless. What you gain, yes, there, is, there is nothing that can be compared to what you will gain. Okay. That is the key you have to look at it. So yes, the entrance of your word brings light. light. And light changes everything. Let us go to Upal Stadium, Rajiv Gandhi Stadium, right? Mm. And you're having this cricket match. Did you see the night has become day there? Yeah. Yeah. Day there. Okay. And you can play a game. In the night. A game in the night, a game like cricket, <laughs> where a fast bowler must be throwing that ball at 150 or 100 miles per hour, and you can actually see it. Okay. Now the simple question is, isn't it dark? Hmm. Isn't it night? Hmm. Then how can you see so clearly? What di made the difference? Two things. One, you need ice. Second thing, you need light. Hmm. That is exactly what the proverb is saying. 2012. That is exactly what it is. The path. Achha, 418 and okay. yeah, 418. Path. Okay. Yeah, we can have 2012 and 418 also. We'll go and close for the day, I think. Yeah. It's going to be 8 o'clock. Or maybe one more question. If Pastor Vijay. The hearing ear and the seeing eye. The Lord has made them both. And the path of the just is like the shining So there is, it's okay. Like I said in the morning. The most important words personally to anyone is Romans 5 1. For God so loved the world is the most well known, but the most important is Romans 5 1. <laughs> Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord. You see, when you die, all you need is peace <laughs> with God. Even if I don't have any rewards, Lord, please. <laughs> Don't send me there. I just want a corner of your house also. You'll be fine. <laughs> Words and don't forget. <laughs> okay. You need peace with God. That's the greatest gift a man can. You cannot earn it. It's a gift. Because you believed in the work of Jesus Christ. The greatest. What is that? You have been justified by, by faith. faith. So what have you become? You have become just. Just. Yeah. just. You have become just. Mm. And then... The other words, Proverbs 4.18, right? 4.18, yeah. Yeah. What is that? The just one, we just we saw, no? The Proverbs, the path of the justice. Yeah, the path. If you are just, you have been justified, you have been put in a path. Yes. Jesus said, I am the way. You have been put in a path. 
And what is the path? It is like the shining sun. Early morning. If you choose to wake up, you will see slowly it will start getting. And then brighter, brighter, brighter. By the time it is midday. God uses this, what you call illustrations or what you call it? Metaphors. Metaphors. You know, in Psalm 37, when you're talking about justice and injustice, he says, I will make the righteousness of your cause shine like the noonday sun. He says, don't worry about all these wicked men, all this slander, all these things. He says, one day. Do you know what your justice of your cause will be like? Your righteousness, it will be like the noonday sun. Absolutely bright and vindicated where everybody in the universe will see what is the truth. And that they were wrong and you were right. So he uses this metaphors and that's what the Bible is talking about. No, he says, you know what? That's how our path should be. And our vision increases. Okay? Vision increases. That even at midnight you can play a cricket match. Hmm. Why? Simply because there is light. There is light. Before that we had eyes. But we do not have light. Because it takes two things, combinations. You know what? The eye and the light. The eye comes from the visible realm. Light comes from the invisible realm. Ear comes from the visible realm. Sound comes from the invisible realm. Water comes from the visible realm. Wind comes from the invisible realm. So whenever Jesus is dealing, he deals with the invisible first. He rebuked the wind. Deals with the innocent. And then they cross over. The demoniac comes. He's demon person. Jesus doesn't deal with the visible. Mm. He deals with the invisible. What Mm. is your name? They say, Legion. He said, Time to leave. Mm. Because unless you have not dealt with the invisible, the visible is not going to straighten out. Straighten out. You ask Dr. Richard is here. When you have a sickness, he's not looking at the visible. He wants to know the invisible. Invisible, yes. He said, go do this test, do this test, do this test. And then the test report comes, the invisible has become visible. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) He's not dealing with the visible. He's dealing with the invisible. Okay, once the invisible hand is built, what happens? The visible straightens out. He says, take this antibiotics two times a day for five days. He's dealt with the invisible. Five days later, the visible has straightened out. And God says, that is what life is. Mm. And that is what Hebrews 11.3 said. By faith we understand. By faith we understand. We don't understand without faith. Mm. What is that we understand by faith? That the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible meaning the invisible controls the visible. And that is what happens in the world. People go into the demon. Like I said, most of the people in the world are just slaves. And that, like that's why the circle uses the term masters. Who are the masters? <laughs> what, what are the, who are the masters? The masters are the ones who have learned to tap into the demonic. That's why they're called masters. So in the circle, in the Illuminati, there are only two kinds of people. They are masters and, and slaves. slaves. They're only masters and slaves. And they are called masters because why? They have tapped into the invisible. They get power and they control the slaves. And the slaves are made to do whatever they want to do. So in every religion, this is this religion is a waste of time for ordinary people. The other side of the religion is the power part. Mm. And they control the narrative. How do they control the narrative? It is by tapping into the Invisible. So when Moses comes with a rod and throws it, the invisible becomes visible. Pharaoh has got his army. With the army, the maximum they can do is kill the snake. 
more than that they cannot do. So he needs to get two others who know how to tap into the invisible. So they also come and bring the rods and it becomes into snakes. And there is a contest between the powers that are in the invisible and what the Bible says, Moses' rod swallowed up all the other rods. So that was the first picture of what would happen, that on the cross, Christ would empty the devil of all his power. He would destroy the power of out there. That is where it took place. Victory didn't place on earth. War is still going place on earth, but on the heavens, it has been done. It was finished there. In the invisible, that is where we have to see. Why do we walk with confidence? Why do we walk mm. with confidence? We are not afraid of death. We are not afraid of sickness. We are not afraid of any of these things. Where does our confidence come from? Our confidence comes from the fact that in the invisible realm, he finished them off. Yes. So unless that invisible becomes visible to us, reality for us, we will walk depressed and yes. discouraged and panicking fear. and anxiety and fear yeah. and this thing. No, these are things which you. Otherwise, you know, you go go. Let's go to the last verse for today. Revelation twelve and verse one. Oh, sorry, not eleven. Uh, twelve, eleven, not one. Twelve, one. Twelve, eleven. Overcame him, brother. Okay, they overcame him. Who? The devil. By the blood. No, How did they overcome the devil? By the blood of the Lamb. That is something that happened in the invisible. Invisible. invisible that is where he was overcome. By the blood. And by the word of the testimony. What is the word of the testimony? The testimony of, of the, the eye and the ear. The yes. They said, I believe. Mm. The question is, did you see the war? No. no. Did you hear about the sound of the battle there? No. no. But do you believe like you have seen and heard? Yes, yes. I believe. I believe it really happened over there. The devil was defeated over there. He has made a public spectacle over there. And you know what? I'm not afraid of death. Why are you not afraid of death? Because I believe in the resurrection. Even if I die, I will not die. That's the only way you can overcome the devil on a day-to-day -day basis. The invisible becomes visible. Otherwise, people panic. And this is what the Bible is talking about. By faith. That is where faith comes. That is where faith comes. Faith is the supernatural component that God gives us. It's a supernatural thing. It's not a natural thing. A natural thing. Natural faith is there. That is the natural faith in natural things. <laughs> that is, we are not talking about, we are talking about a supernatural faith in something that is invisible. And we know that is what is real. That is what is real. And that faith is what overcomes the world. 1 John 5, 4. That is the faith that overcomes the visible. What is the world? The visible. The world is visible. We live in this world. And the Bible says, for so whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Did you see that? Faith is put there. A cross has victory. It doesn't even give you any room. He says, if you have genuine faith, you cannot lose. You cannot be defeated because faith is victory. If you have failed, you did not have victory. That's as, as simple as that. If you fail, you did not have faith because if you have faith, you cannot fail. You cannot fail. The devil cannot defeat you. Death cannot defeat you if you have faith. It is not possible to have faith and to lose with the devil. It is not possible because the very nature of faith is that it overcomes because what faith does it Taps into the power of God.
it's by faith. That's Romans 5 2. By faith, we access the grace of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. The simple thing is that if faith accesses grace, which is the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot be defeated. Mm. Because the Holy Spirit has never been defeated by anybody. God cannot be defeated. God never fails. So the Bible says, faith is victory. By faith I will overcome. No, faith itself is victory. When you stand in faith, you have already won. Because you are looking at death in your eye and says, you cannot defeat me. Even if I die, I know where I am going. They did not love their lives even unto death. That is victory. Okay. This is what faith does. And you, we have to come to that faith. Okay. He justified us. Now keep on moving, moving, moving. Otherwise, ask this question. How do Shadrach, Meshach and Abhijanaga go into the fire? Even before they were bound and thrown into the fire, they had already won. (laughs) Victory didn't take place in the fire. Victory took place before. Because by faith, they overcame. Mm. Even before... uh, Do you know when Daniel won in the lion's den? 30 days before he won. When the the decree made a decision. No. He won when he went home and opened his windows. That was an act. Always in faith, there is an act. You know when he went and opened those windows, he had already won. The lions couldn't touch him. He had already won over the lions. Yes. He already yes, won over yes, the lions. Yes, yes. Okay. That is what the Bible is talking about. There is faith, and that faith is real. It all always goes into the other realm. And in that other realm, what it touches is God. The demonic people, the occult sorcerers, witchcraft master, they touch into the other realm. Their realm. But the problem is, if you don't rush into God's realm, they will always win. They'll always win. They will always intimidate you. You will be always covered. You will be always fear. But if you touch into this realm, they look at you. What can they do, Maxim, to you? They can only kill you. Mm. But they cannot kill you too until it's God's time. Yes, yes. Because they don't have power over life and death over you. Hallelujah. <laughs> they don't have it. God has it. Mm, yes. God has it. So even when they kill you, if they kill you, it is only at God's time. I mean, wow. So they are not instruments in the devil's hand at that point. They just became instruments God's of God in their hands. So that's what happens to Jesus. He says, I lay down my life wow. and I take it up. Take and it so up. is everyone who is in Christ. And I mean, when so Pilate says, don't you know I have the power? He says, no. You don't have power. It has been given unto you. Hmm. You don't have power. <laughs> See, no human being has their own natural power. It has to be given unto them. And that's what Lucifer said. If you worship me, I will give it to you. When Jesus rises up and comes and says, all authority and power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Even if the devil has to sneeze, I tell him to sneeze. He doesn't have the power to sneeze. It is all with Jesus. All power and all authority in heaven and in earth is given to Jesus. Then the question is, what power does the devil have? Only what Jesus gives him. So if the devil, through his servant, succeeds in killing me, it's because Jesus said, it's time to come home, son. Wow. He's just an instrument of my God to, for my exit. So when Paul was executed, he was just going departure. home. Mm-hmm. It's my departure is near. That's how you live by Amen. faith. Amen. That is the faith that overcomes That's the world. Good. You do not fear Satan. You don't fear world. And ultimately, you don't fear death. Hmm. Because if you can overcome the fear of death and pain, pain is it's not death, it's pain. First, go take a couple of injections. That is where pain begins. 
This fear of pain is there. Fear of pain. It's always connected with fear of pain. We have to some. I understand pain is real. But whenever have you taken an injection, have you noticed the pain is only at the first poke? After that it doesn't bother? You have to tackle these things. Okay. Now, as I close, let it be a funny illustration. What if, if a dog bites you and it is like a massage? Would you be afraid of a dog? No, no, no. You have to think these things out. I always have noticed that people are not so afraid of so many things. They are afraid of the pain. Afraid of the pain. Okay, you have to deal with that. You have to deal with this issue of pain. Physical and emotional. Have to deal with the issue of pain. Okay, and you have to believe. When the time and hour comes, hmm. I will have the grace to overcome that too. Why? Because he took that also on the cross. I will have the grace for that too. That's how you prepare, by faith. Because if grace is what? My grace is sufficient for you. The grace is sufficient to end your pain too. Grace is sufficient too. You have to believe because you have to bring faith into every aspect of your life if you want to overcome. Otherwise, you will not overcome. That area where you don't bring faith, you will lose. You will lose. You will lose. And faith says, I believe God. When that hour and time comes, I will have the grace to endure. I believe because I see Him who is invisible. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you till the very end. That's our faith. Faith brings God into the picture. Brings God into the picture. Otherwise you will not. People will. That's what the Bible is talking about. How did, this, how did Moses endure? How did Moses endure 80 years in the wilderness? Remember, this guy comes from a palace. <laughs> okay. Joseph went from the prison to the palace. Moses did not go. Mm. He went the other way. Mm-hmm. See, David went from the wilderness into the palace. Moses went from the greatest palace in human history of his time into the wilderness for 80 years. How did he endure? Because he saw him was How did he endure? The hardship and the insults and the pain and the rejection and everything, the disappointments, everything. How did he endure it all? Because he saw somebody. And that is how he endured. Wow. Okay, we look at other lives, but they all, their life transformed from pain to, but that was not Moses' life. Moses' life was from height of luxury to nothing. To set up people who would want to change him and elect another leader, who all rejected him. His wife rejected him, his sons rejected him, his leadership rejected him, his brother rejected him, his sister rejected him. And he endured it all. And the suffering in the flesh. And the Bible tells us one reason. Because he saw somebody. I'm telling you the same thing. The principle in the kingdom of God hasn't changed. Days will be so bad, God says. It's so bad. If God did not shorten the days, even the elect would not survive. But how will they survive? Because they have to see him who is invisible. Learn from Mary. Early in the morning, seek him. First thing in your life, seek Him. 
and wait until you find him. Because the one who promised is faithful. If you seek me, you will find me. And if he hasn't come, just ask him, Lord, what is stopping you? Mm. Stopping you. Mm. What is in me that is stopping you from coming to me? What is it? Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Because I have seen all these people in the Bible and you realize pattern is the same. Those who sought, they found you. Those who cried out to you, you changed their lives like we saw of now, today. Mother named him pain. Father is missing. So probably he doesn't have a father. And a father, his father probably died when he was conceived. The mother named him pain. And he cried out to the Lord and said, Oh Lord, that you would bless me. He didn't stop there. Increase me. Your hand would be upon me. And I would not cause, keep me from evil and cause nobody pain. And the Bible says the Lord heard him. And it is put in a chronology. In the book of Chronicles, when genealogy is put over there, two verses are put over there. If the Spirit of God does not lead you to that, you will miss it. <laughs> Who reads genealogy? <laughs> but there is life there. It can change lives of tens and thousands of people because they realize, you know what? Curses are following me. Curses by real authority figures. And how do I change this? And you realize, you cry out to God. He will turn your life around. From pain, you, you become a blessing. And you become more honorable than the others. He turns it around. That's how faith comes. And how did, you have to ask this question, how did Jabez get this faith? Because he heard the testimony of others in the Bible. Abraham goofed up. God blessed him. Isaac goofed up. God blessed him. Jacob goofed up. God blessed him. David goofed up. God blessed him. Whenever people turned, God never changed. He was always a God who blessed. And he changed their lives. So from that, he said, you know, I know you don't change. My name is Pain. Would you bless me, please? Mm. God said, I heard you. I heard you. Hearing of the ear. Seeing of the eye. And we shall close today. Yes, Pastor Vijay. We shall close in prayer. <laughs> Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for speaking to our hearts once again this evening. <clears throat> Father, all the words that we hear, oh Lord, I pray, Father, that Lord, we will deposit them into our spirit man and our inner man. Lord, even though we do not see, as your servant Paul said, even though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is being transformed from day to day, from one glory to another. I pray, Lord, that will truly be true in each one of our lives. Even as we receive the word of God by faith, Father, a deposit is made in a, in a man, O oh Lord. That when the time comes, O oh Lord, we'll be able to draw them from all those deposits that we have made, O oh Lord, into the situation that we may be facing in the future. To that end, I pray that you would bless every meeting of ours. Lord, enable us to receive the word by faith. Mix it with faith so that it will Prophet us. Grant us faith, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. A faith that overcomes. Even as we have heard, I pray, Father, faith will arise. That our faith will be strengthened. Our resolve will be strengthened. Our determination and our focus, O oh Lord, will become even more clearer and strong. 
Bless us, O Lord Jesus. And even, as, even as we retire tonight and prepare for tomorrow, I pray, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, you would be with us. You would grant us yet another day in the land of the living so that we can prepare ourselves continuously for your coming. Thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.